current events, personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. There's not much going on in Israel these days, but we'll go there anyway. There's not much going on with hating the Jews these days, but we'll talk about it anyway. There's not a lot of disasters or corruption these days, but we'll look into it anyway. Oh, these days are kind of boring unless these days have the signs of the times. Our weekly look at Bible prophecies in the world's news for Friday, October 13th, 2023. Our sponsor, Bob Johnson Insurance, a full-service independent agency featuring Erie Insurance products, can help insure you for what's going on these days. So for a personalized, no-obligation quote, you can contact them by phone at 865-922-3111 or online at bobjohnsonins.com. Listen, watch, or do both with any of our previous episodes. Share any of our shows with someone you know or ask Pastor Mark your prophecy question. Simply by hitting us up at thewaymedia.net, then click Signs of the Times, you can do the same on the Way Media app. And now here to remind us that pencils have erasers because nobody's perfect is Pastor Mark, who joined a gym six months ago, and there's been no real progress. But tomorrow, he's going there in person to see what's really going on. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. You know, that really describes a lot of people today. Actually, you know, and you, you mentioned the pencil thing. You felt led to share that. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm sorry. Okay, you know, well, that deserved hey, That was good. There you go. That so, was good. Okay, dad jokes. Got to okay. do. Them. All right. That was the number two joke. <laughs> I had the first one. You had the second one. Number two. Okay, right. That was good. Okay. Uh, clearly, uh, tongue in cheek on the intro. Lots of things. Yeah. To talk about regarding Israel and the Bible and yeah. prophecy that aren't and funny all, that yeah. are not funny. Yeah. Uh, but first. Before we do that, because we want to clear the runway for Pastor Mark uh, to take this big jet off and fly as much as he wants to, talking about these very important things going on yeah. in the world right now. So we want to go ahead and take care of our listener emails. You've got mail. We only have two this week, but they are good ones. Our first one comes from Jenny, who enjoys Signs of the Times in Southern California. And she has a question about Damascus. She says, I keep hearing that Israel is going to go after Damascus. I know it is mentioned in the Bible, but not clear on the current significance. Please help me understand. Yeah, and, and that's a good question because we need our listeners to understand this because this is one of the next major prophetic events to, to take place is Damascus, which, by the way, they're speaking about it because, you know, the airport was bombed in the last couple of days uh, because of they're trying to stop some of the military flights coming in that are fighting against Israel. So Israel bombed the um, the Damascus the airport. Probably, yeah, 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 et cetera, to slow it down. Here's why this is important, why this matters here, Jenny. Um, in, in Isaiah 17, verse 1, we have a prophecy here that says, The burden against Damascus. Behold, 
Damascus will cease from being a city, and it will be a ruinous heap. Now, why is that interesting? Well, here's why. Damascus has been defeated in battle many times over the years, but Damascus has never ceased being a city. What that means is there is a future event that is going to take place, and the context is the last days, uh, latter days. There is a, an event that's going to take place that is going to be so devastating to Damascus that it's going to be completely annihilated and no longer exist. Again, that's never happened in world history. It still exists, has always existed. And so, and it's going to be made into a ruinous heap. So what's it going to be? Is it going to be an, a, a nuclear device? Is it simply going to be such a, a massive bombardment that it's unrecognizable? We don't know. But as the battle heats up with Israel and Russia and Iran, and eventually the in, incursion by Russia and Iran on the northern border, which has not happened, but is going to happen sometime soon, according to Ezekiel 38 and 39, sometime around here, and it could happen any time, really, Damascus is going to be completely wiped out. So if we start seeing a real um, incursion into weapon supplies and things that are threatening the life of Israel happen in Damascus, it can happen any time. You know, it's interesting. The uh, Gazans released a report, uh, the Hamas did, and they said they have, they, must, they have new weapons. They said Israel has new weapons. We've never had military bombs that did this much damage. They said whatever they have now is a greater intensity than they've ever used against us. And so it's the type of thing that can turn a city into rubble. And that's what's happening right now to, um, to the Gaza Strip. It's being turned into rubble. And so, again, the same thing is going to happen to Damascus. And the rubble, Greg, is going to be so bad that it's going to be, again, the city is going to cease being a city, something that's never happened. So that's one of the next major prophetic events to take place. And it's going to be something like this that sparks it. Is it this? We don't know. But it's going to be the tension there in this region, either now or leading up to the Russian-Iranian invasion. Now, to give this all balance, I don't remember exactly when the Syrian civil war started. Do you remember? No, I don't exactly. You, the, the recent. Well, yeah, right? yeah the recent one yeah. that, that really invited Russia in, in, in there, and they've few, never quite left. a few years now. I don't know how long. But I remember when that whole thing started, uh, Damascus was clearly a target in yeah. terms of the destruction going on in the civil war. That's right. And that was the first time, really, that I can remember since we've been doing the show since 2006, that the prophecy of uh, Isaiah regarding Damascus even came up. And it came up a lot because there was a lot of stuff happening. And so we were like, okay, is this going to happen? And is that going to be the trigger point for Ezekiel? And so, and as we can look back on history, no, it wasn't. Right. Will what's happening right now be the trigger for Isaiah and then lead to Ezekiel? You know, we still don't know. We just have to keep our eyes open. Right. It could be a trigger. And Greg, also, it could simply be something that gets destroyed once once that battle begins. I mean, once once Russia and Iran right. start coming in, it could get destroyed to stop any further military flights from landing. You know, we don't know. Right. But but yeah, it's going to be right around this time somewhere, Jenny. We just as far as the details of it, we don't know. But that what your question was, what are the what is the significance? The significance is it's going to be completely destroyed for the first time in world history to a ruinous heap. And and uh, and it's going to be sometime right here in the last days with with all this stuff could be now. We don't know what we don't know. see. Yeah. yeah. All right. Pastor Mark, our next question comes from Jill who is out in 10 Mile, Tennessee, and she's got a question about Zechariah chapter 12. She says, I saw something on social media quoting Zechariah chapter 12 verses 1 through 9 in reference to what is happening now. Do you think this scripture is pointing to what is happening now in Israel or 
Is it referring to Ezekiel 38 and 39, the war there within, or something even further in the future? I'm interested to hear Pastor Mark's take. Pastor Mark, take it away. Yeah, Jill, great question again. I believe this is going to be something later. I think you're seeing the foundation being laid for it. But again, the key here is to look at the um, um, the context and if you look at 12, 1 through 9, what it talks about is the deliverance of Israel and the, the battle and all the nations, you know, the, the first few verses, he says, the burden of the word of the Lord against Israel, thus says the Lord who stretches out the heavens and lays the foundation of the earth, forms the spirit of man within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. That is beginning. And I think this is the beginning of, of, of uh, Zechariah 12. I do believe that, but I don't think this is the fulfillment of Zechariah 12, because it goes on to say, and it says, though all nations of the earth be gathered against Jerusalem. Well, right now, all nations of the earth are not gathered against Jerusalem. America still stands with them. We saw in France, they're, they're putting, a, you know, on the Eiffel Tower, the, the, the uh, Israeli flag with lights. We're seeing in Rome, they're putting the Israeli flag with lights. Uh, they're in Italy. I mean, that's, um, am- that's amazing. Yeah, it really is. Even in, even in, in, in uh, Switzerland, uh, you're seeing the American flag on their government building. So what's happening is right now, the, the nations of the world, I think, uh, behind the scenes don't really necessarily like Israel, but they're not openly against them. So I don't believe this can be the fulfillment of one through nine, because it says that it, when that is fulfilled, all nations will be against yeah, them. Will be. But I do believe, Greg, and I do believe, Jill, that this is the beginning of all nations starting to turn against the nation of Israel. So you're, I think you're on the front end of a prophecy that's going to work its way into the great tribulation where all nations will turn. And then at the end of Zechariah chapter 12, it goes where Jesus is actually coming back in the second coming. So you're going to see, I think the great tribulation and then the second coming and all that kind of working in Zechariah 12. And also too, uh, just as a, a quick point in terms of people that are, you know, not necessarily against Israel at this moment. Uh, another group of people that we totally miss and are not talked about in the news that are not against Israel are a lot of those people that live in the Gaza Strip. Yeah. They're not for Hamas. Yeah. They realize Hamas is not helping them in their quality of life. Yeah. The, here's the thing. You know, again, the, the Hamas fills the Gaza Strip, but there are people there, no doubt, that would really like to just separate themselves. And the tragedy of this kind of thing is yes. you hate to see the innocence like that caught up in this but look this is the reality of war there is no easy way to say it the reality of war is is if your leadership around you are doing things that are wrong or evil or even if you're against a nation that's greater than you you're going to suffer the consequences when your nation gets attacked or your people gets attacked or whatever the case is in this case hamas definitely needs to be eradicated they are very evil and so they need to be removed but there are people that are there in Gaza that maybe don't go along with Hamas and, you know, your heart breaks for them and you, you know, you hope you wish that in some way they would get out. And my prayer has been, as I've been praying for the whole situation, I've been praying that God would use this for those in uh, the Gaza Strip who don't go along with this to come to Christ, that, yeah. that this, that this uh, you know, nightmare of war will wake them up and bring them to the Lord. So this is just a consequence of war. What's happening. There's nothing you can do about it. It's a part of it. And um, it's, the, the, it all lies on the head of Hamas. Yeah. They're the ones that are causing their citizens to suffer. They're the ones that are causing the innocents to die. It does. It's not Israel. It falls on the head of Hamas. Why? Because they're the ones that started it. They're the ones doing it. Israel's defending themselves and they're going to finish it. So it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting. You see a lot of emotions, Greg, about people on both sides, you know, whatever. And, and these, I just saw on the news here, Fox News, they have these, uh, there's a massive number of protests or, or, 
or uh, uh, um, rallies for Hamas in America coming up here over the next week or whatever. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, uh, one of my daughters said to me, you know, this dad, this really shows if you were back here during World War II, depending on where you stand, it really shows what you would have done if you lived during World War II. See, in World War II, there were those who defended the Jews and hid them, and there were those who didn't. And, and then there were some that were actually aggressive against them. And, and you oftentimes hear people say, I wonder what I would have done if I had been alive then. Well, depending on your attitude and approach now, you have your answer. This is what you would have done in World War II, because this is the same demonic spirit that's, uh, that's doing all this as World War II. And, Greg, even worse, you know, I think you see the demonic spirit that worked there in Germany. We talked about regional demons. The Bible talks about it in Daniel chapter 9. And I believe that regional demon there stirred, you know, the, uh, the Nazis to attack and kill the Jews, if you will. But there's even a more aggressive, there's even more aggressive demonic spirits in the Middle Eastern area, down in the Gaza area. Historically, and up in Syria, you've seen some of these atrocities like happened here with this, you know, cutting all babies' heads, uh, decapitating people, cutting them in pieces, killing them in their homes, cribs, all this stuff we're seeing happen right now. That's been happening throughout history in those regions. And I believe it's, it's this same demonic spirits that are motivating the people there. And, and it's interesting, the demonic spirit that is now over the Gaza region is even more fierce and horrible than what happened in World War II. So you're seeing even a, a demon that goes to even greater depths of, of, of evil. Depravity, yeah. Yeah, and so and e- they're even saying, look, we, Hitler didn't do this. The Nazis didn't come in and cut babies' heads off. Even the Nazis didn't do this. I mean, they, 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 even the Nazis, Greg, they, they, in Israel, they piled, they piled live children together, uh, some 20 in a pile, and lit them on fire and watched them burn. Hamas did. So we're talking about things that even even at least the Nazis killed them first and then burned them and buried them. Right. Now, not in every case. I know there were some buried yeah. alive. I know there were probably some burned alive. But what Hamas is doing now is even worse than what Hitler and the Nazi regime did. So you see the difference. In the, and I'm not taking any, uh, uh, any of the consequence off of them, what they're doing. I'm saying the demonic spirit leading that area, I think, is even more fierce than the one leading uh, in the Germany area back during World War II. But it's happening again. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get to articles, which we will, uh, and we want to thank Jenny and Jill for their prophecy questions. And if you have a question like Jenny and Jill, please reach out to us and we will be more than happy to answer that on the air or send you an email. Uh, either way, you will get an answer to your prophecy question. Now, before we get into our articles, Pastor Mark, you've got news that's not in the news, that's really. Right. That's right. It's and not. so why don't you share that? And I want to let you guys know yeah. where I got it so you can also keep up. Uh, uh, many of you have heard me mention in the past, Amir Safadi, um, and that is T-S, let's see, Safadi is T-S-A-F-A-R-T-I, I think. Anyway, Safadi um, and Amir, A-M-I-R, follow him on Telegram. He is in Israel. He is a, a strong believer. He's pretty much Calvary Chapel. I think he might even be Calvary Chapel. He, he's so connected to us or whatever. But he's an Israeli who grew up there in Israel. He is, uh, of course, been in the military, has many connections to the military, as a prophecy um, um, a student of the prophecy as well and teacher of prophecy, and is a great resource. He's there giving live updates. I mean, just on a regular basis. It's tremendous. And he there, after getting back, he was actually in Philadelphia. He made it back to Israel. And then once he got there, speaking to his sources, the military friends that he knows and all the people of Israel, and they're a very small nation and very tightly knit, he gave an, uh, an update of what really happened on that morning. And I want you guys to know what happened because a lot of questions are coming up. Greg, I've noticed on both sides, even of, of media that claims to be Christian, um, it's interesting to see there's been two different attacks uh, against conservative and liberal on different sides. Uh, there are some that are saying that um, 
Um, the liberals allowed this to happen. The liberals of Israel allowed this to happen because they wanted everybody to hate Netanyahu and go, look, you failed. You failed us. And they knew that it was coming and they allowed it to bring him down politically. If that was true, how evil. But do, I realize people can be that evil on the. But 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 again, I don't believe that happened. Now, on the other side, there are people that are saying Netanyahu knew. And he allowed it to happen, so it would strengthen him by a war taking place, and he would be more firmly ensconced, and the nation would be united, which is typically the result of any war. I know, but either way is... is Well, it's absurd. Let me tell you why it can't be. These these are people... You're talking about either scenario. Either scenario is is false, and here's why. Um, Do I believe that people could be wicked enough to do that? Yes. Do I believe politics could get ugly enough to sacrifice their own people and not care? Yes. However, here's why I believe both scenarios are impossible. In Israel's intelligence agency, you have liberal and conservative. And that would mean That's true. and that would mean that both liberal and conservative would have to agree to allow this to happen. It wouldn't have just been the conservative side with Netanyahu to agree to let it happen. It wouldn't have just been the liberal side to agree to let this happen to do something politically. It would have meant both sides would have known the information and they both would have said, We're gonna just let these people come into the southern border and just kill as many as they can because it's gonna help us some way politically. Now, you might say, even that, you might say, Well, is that possible? That they, even if they could have been that evil to do that, let me go why I still believe it would be impossible. Okay, remember, Israel is the size of New Jersey. They know everybody. Listen, they they have family and friends all over the nation. There are lots of family and friends of liberals and conservatives in the in the in Jerusalem government that live on the border and got killed. So here's what this would mean. You would have to know your family and friends <laughs> are about to be massacred, right. and you're just not going to say anything. It's not about letting the people of the nation suffer, which is the accusation I'm hearing. Right. You would have to let, as small as this country is, and everybody knows each other, you would have to let your family and your friends willingly die. Both sides would have had to done that. Nobody leaked the information. And let them all die for political gain. I don't think there's any human, Greg. I don't care how bad you want. Somebody out of all of those people would have started warning their families. And you just start seeing a mass exodus of the Jewish families from the southern border further up into Israel. They would have said, look, we're going to let this happen because politically it's going to be better for us. But we don't want you to die. You're our family. You're our cousin. You're our friends. Get out of the southern border. There was no exodus from the southern border before this happened, which shows me that those conspiracy theories saying that somehow the government knew about it and let it happen are wrong. Now, I know you have something to say. Let me yeah. say this one last thing, and I'll let you get it in because I have a lot more to say about it, and I don't want to keep you holding on because I know I forget my thought if I do that. That's okay. Um, I... <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, the bottom line is this is, do I believe that, that someone could do that? Yes. Do I believe they did do that? No. And I'll get to that right after well, you my, share what your heart well, is. Well, my, my question was, is if neither scenario is correct, then is this a Job scenario? Is this, is this a scenario where, where, where Satan has asked to blind the eyes of the Mossad? Yeah. So they, they did not, I mean, we know historically yes. the Mossad they're probably better than the CIA. Yeah. Yeah. And for them not to know. Yeah. I'll tell you why in a second. Okay. But that, but do you, do you see? Yes, so, I do. I do. I believe that it's God dealing with Hamas and I believe it's God chastising the nation of Israel. Okay. I think both is going on. And why do I say that? I believe God is preparing the nation of Israel to receive their Messiah. I, I'm not saying God did any of this. I'm saying God is, God, we know from the Bible, Satan had to get permission. 
Yes. God had to allow this. He always has to get permission, by the way. Yes. Yes. And God had to allow this to happen. Why would God allow this to happen? I think there's two things going on. I think some of those that are so amazingly evil for so long, like that are cutting off babies' heads and all that God's dealing with that. At the same time, we know that the heart of the uh, Israeli people right now, they're not ready to receive their Messiah. And in order to be broken, to cry out to Jesus, he said, you won't see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name name of the the Lord." Lord. They have to be broken as a people, Greg, to cry out to heaven for God to come rescue them. And I think that God is now going to allow, I'm not going to say do, God's going to allow Satan to attack the nation of Israel to break them, that they begin to cry out to their Messiah. Now, how did this happen on a physical realm? Here's what happened. According to the sources inside of Israel, here's what took place. There are 150 cameras along the border area that they breached. Okay. They had 150 snipers, the Palestinians did, the Gaza, Hamas did rather, 150 snipers well-trained at each, at each camera. And on the go, they took all the cameras out at one time, which made them completely blind on that southern border down their entire fence on the area mm. they breached. Secondly, we now know, they know, according to the information and the intelligence coming out, um, they had um, uh, drones that had Russian technology that dropped Russian bombs that were able to destroy every um, uh, intelligence uh, sensor and all these things to knock out all the fencing and all the all their all their intelligence down there got knocked out by the drones dropping these sophisticated bombs on each of the uh, uh, outposts as well as the snipers taking out all their cameras that all happened at one time so you had all the cameras go dark. You had all the drones drop on their on their uh, electronic, you know, their their on each of the um, um, uh, outposts. There, they they took them out so they couldn't communicate. Once that happened, they immediately breached the wall with explosions. They went in, they killed all the soldiers that were in all of those along that wall because they didn't even know it was coming. They didn't even, they didn't they didn't recognize right, exactly. It happened so quick. They overtook. By the way, remember it was a Sabbath and it was a holiday. Yep. So that so makes a lot it even of people worse. had been they've been celebrating, yep. relaxing. Their guard was down. The same thing they did it was like it was fifty years ago in nineteen seventy three on the same day they attacked October seventh. Which, by the way, they used all this Russian equipment and all. It's interesting. Russia was involved. We know that that's Putin's birthday, the day they attacked. I'm not saying it has anything to do with it. I find it an interesting coincidence. But with that said. Once they did that, they stormed over a thousand people. They stormed in. They immediately killed all the soldiers there. Nobody could communicate and, and tell them anything. They didn't know what was going on on the southern border. Now, some people say, but Israel knew they had to. They had to. No, yes, they did. They did know. Egypt had told them that something was going to happen, and they had their own intelligence sources telling them something would happen. They didn't know what or when, but they thought it was going to be Hezbollah on the northern border. And as they were attacking on the southern border, the Israeli military was on their way to the northern border to thwart the Hezbollah attack. Mm. So they successfully deceived the Mossad and Israeli intelligence, although they knew something was coming. Their intelligence was good enough. They knew it. They deceived them. Now, that makes sense. They sent them north. And rather than coming in through uh, sending drones into uh, actual Israel or planes, they sent them in the paragliding. Which their radar attention uh, detection got. wouldn't pick yep. up. Yep. So they came in under the radar. That very clever. Took out all the cameras. C- took out all the electronic uh, communication down that whole southern border, and then uh, and and Israel thought the, the greatest technology and rockets and infiltration is up there with Iran and Hezbollah in the north Lebanon. So they thought that here we go, Hezbollah is ready to attack. By the time they found out and turned around to head down to the southern border, the damage had been done and so uh, now let me here's what makes this worse um israel 
has been pressured by the world to let those in the Gaza Strip come into Israel to work, to give them work visas, uh, because they want they need to supply for their families. And I this get is all a that. historical pressure. Oh yeah, not, not current. Oh yeah, moment. and current. Even well, oh, oh yeah, they've okay. been pressuring them even recently, saying, "Look, you're, you, Israel has the checkpoints. They didn't want them to come in. They right. don't let the ones that are known terrorists. They don't let them in. Right. But they were so pressured, they start letting certain family members like, come in. You can work. You can work. And they said they now know. They now know for the past year, and a matter of fact, even with those that they now have on video and those that check with their uh, some of the workers from Palestine, they were asking about the kibbutzim, the kibbutzes, who's going to be here, who's not. I hope you'll have a good holiday. They have been spying, taking down information. Through these workers. Through these workers they allowed to come in from Gaza. They came in. They gave the information. They even asked where everybody was going to be, wishing them a happy holiday mm. while they were letting their fighters know what was going to be going on. They went back, gave all the information. Uh, betrayed all the people that had been giving them jobs there in the southern border. That's how they were able to come in and so quickly overwhelm and destroy. They knew where everybody was, what everybody was going to be doing, and the workers that came in had been betraying them. Now, here's the thing. They said, never again. The world pressured us to let them come in. You're not coming into work here anymore. Do your best down there and find your work there. You you betrayed us. You put yep. us to death. You killed our people, and rightly so. Yep. But that's how this happened. So for those who say Israel had to know, mm-hmm. the answer is yes, they knew. But their communications were knocked out, and they were deceived as to where the attack was coming from, so they were able to do the damage before they got there. And for those who say they did it because they wanted to sacrifice their people for their political purposes, no, you don't understand Israel. You don't know that their family and friends are down there on the southern border, and if they had done that, they'd have basically not just sacrificing their own people like we do, like some nations do, like you might accuse Americans or other nations of doing. No, this would be like people sacrificing their own families and children. Yeah, go ahead and cut my little baby's head off. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I guarantee you, Greg, they didn't know this was going to happen. They would have never allowed that to happen. And it's nonsense for anybody to believe all these. Again, these are true conspiracy theories that are false that are coming out of that whole situation down there. So, again, for Israel to say that it's time to go in and, and to wipe out Hamas, they've got to. They cannot let them live any longer down there, not just because of the proper judgment that needs to take place, but so that they can't let this kind of thing happen again to the nation of Israel. Hamas has to be, that whole region has to be turned around and changed. And again, I believe, Greg, this could be the beginning of a restructuring of the Middle East that will lead to the two-state solution uh, that's going to eventually happen. You know, we talked about when the Antichrist comes on the scene, you've got to have radical Islam out of the way, and you've got to have um, committed Christians out of the way, because neither of them would bow down to the, to the Antichrist. Can you imagine Hamas leaders bowing down to a world leader who loves the Jews? <laughs> I don't think so. Or at least pretends to. Or pretends to love the Jews. That's yeah. right. So, remember, uh, we talked in Ezekiel 30 and 39 about how the, a major contingent of radical Islam is going to be removed as when they attack those armies, God's going to allow them to be destroyed. Well, now we're seeing also another radical contingent being taken out in Hamas, and this may be the beginning of the removal of some of the more radical uh, Muslims in the Middle East so that the Antichrist can step on the scene after the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war. So I think we're seeing prophecy come to pass right before us. Certainly our heart grieves for the innocents. Our heart breaks for all those that are innocent. We grieve the consequences of war. But this is there are things that, that can't be avoided. And number two, the process, I believe, is beginning in the Middle East for God to get the world ready for the Antichrist. And after all these atrocities and horrible things, the world's going to be ready for peace and safety and ready for somebody to come in that can bring it. And I think this is leading to the two-state solution and the rebuilding of the Third Temple and the restructuring of Israel and the whole Middle East. Greg, they're going to even start going into the Western Bank and cleaning out. And so the whole world's going to have a fit. Remember, here I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. Right now, even those who behind the scenes don't like Israel are remaining quiet. Yeah. But it's not going to take any time until everybody starts saying, yeah. 
unproportional. Stop attacking. You're wrong. Matter of fact, Bernie Sanders has already done it. It's already started. But listen, you start cutting off babies' heads, I would think it would take more than a week to start talking about them not, not, not retaliating. But again, it's amazing to me how some people just hate the Jews so much. Now you are, okay, again, why remember gang, this is a spiritual battle. God promised the nation of Israel. He'd bring them back and use them and, and all this in the last days. Satan is opposed to God. This is a spiritual battle, but you need to understand the physical truth going on behind the scenes. I, uh, I believe what Netanyahu said when he initially declared that we are at war and our response will be unprecedented. Yeah. I think we're just beginning to see. Yeah. I don't think we haven't seen it all yet. Yeah. We haven't seen it all yet. And to your point, I think that's going to set the stage. Well, they just went in to the West Bank. They just went into Gaza. Oh, Gaza. Uh, Right here as we started the show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The the reports just came in. They just went out on land. They've been bombing it and solving it to get rid of, you know, and shopping off. They've already started moving. And now's when you're going to see the real world start, you know, for a few days, nobody's going to say anything. A week from now, you watch. You're already going to hear uh, disproportional. You're already going to hear, uh, you know, don't stop the fighting. Look, I, did I mention, Greg, look, you and I before the show, so if I said this about the 30,000, I didn't say that on the air yet, did I, about the No, the you proportion? didn't. Let me, no, let, you okay. didn't. You... Let, me, let me give Americans the, the percentage or the proportion of what happened. Okay? The size of Israel and the percentage and proportion of people that were killed in one day, it would be the same as if our southern border was breached in America, proportionally, statistically, okay? And they went home to home, house to house in El Paso, California, all up on the coast. Arizona, yeah. Killing babies, wives, the children, the dads, everybody, dogs, animals, 30,000. Killing 30,000 people, women, children, uh, everything, just killing them, house to house, in brutal, non-mercy just and raping the women just until uh, they die, et cetera, this kind of thing they did because that's what they did, burning people alive because that's what they did. It would be the same as if it happened to thirty thousand people in one day. How would America react? Let me tell you something. We wouldn't be saying, you know what, we need to just kind of calm down, be very proportional. We shouldn't overboard here. Let's 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 all talk. Uh, uh-uh. we would go in, all guns loaded. Firing, taking out those wicked people and destroying them, which is the right thing to do, and it's the right thing for Israel to do as well. Yeah. That's Pastor Mark Kirk, who's helping us understand the signs of the times, our weekly review of Bible prophecy in the world's news on WIAM LP Knoxville, a weekly broadcast that will become podcast number 282, available to subscribe to and listen to wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get into the Articles of Israel. Let's do it. All right, I'm just going to read these rapid-fire, Pastor Mark, because most of these stories everyone knows, and then you can hit on them as you wish. Yes. Uh, The first is from Fox News. Rocket barrages strike southern Israel, an operation claimed by Hamas. And Netanyahu, of course, we already mentioned, says we are at war, and our response will be unprecedented. Yahoo.com, now missiles from Lebanon threaten to blow up a wider Israel war. Uh, this is from the Times of Israel. Hamas commander says attacks are in defense of Alaska. That's an interesting position, isn't it? Claims 5,000 missiles fired. And from ABC News, Palestinians in fear as Israeli airstrikes continue following Hamas terrorist attack. Yeah, you know, all those 
headlines link into everything we've all been watching on the news. Now let's hear a little bit of the details. Again, militant, militants, again, as you know, infiltrated uh, the areas of the southern Israel as rocket barrages launched from Gaza and struck the region on Saturday in an attack. The Islamist movement Hamas is taking responsibility, as you guys know. A senior Hamas military commander announced the start of the operation in which he called on Palestinians everywhere to attack the Israelis. He said this is the day of the greatest battle to end the last occupation on earth. Uh, he said in a broadcast in Hamas media saying about 5,000 rockets had been launched. Um, and again, the militant group Hezbollah, which is also a powerful political party in Lebanon, claimed the responsibility for the attacks on the territory in the north of Israel hours after President Biden had warned them not to get involved. Fighting continued in eight pockets in the south of the country on Sunday where Israel's security forces were struggling again with this incursion. By the way, just now on Fox News, they caught two Lebanese people trying to cross the southern border. Uh, so again, we who, know who did, he, who did President Biden warn not to get involved again? Who he's warned he's, Hezbollah. Okay, okay. And remember that's okay. who they thought was going to attack originally, gotcha. and that's why the the, the ships Thank are out you. there in the Mediterranean. Yeah. Again, uh, we talked about the Hamas commander talking about the missiles that were fired in there and their their Operation Al Aqsa. The reason this is interesting, Greg, is because um, people aren't recognizing they're saying one of the main purposes they did this was because of the Temple Mount. Now, that's interesting. That's where the Al-Aqsa Mosque that's is. That's a ruse. Yeah. Here's, well, here's the thing. Is it a ruse? Let me tell you something. Okay. Uh, the, uh, on the 5th, uh, on two days before the 7th, October 5th, during the week of Feast, Feast of Tabernacles, a mass number of Jews went up there to celebrate on the Temple Mount in hopes of their third temple mm. and celebrating. And so they said because of their desire to have their temple rebuilt, their supposed temple rebuilt, then that was one of the reasons we attacked. So again, but that attack sounded way too coordinated, Mark. Oh, it was planned for a year. We I know was going to say, yeah, no, it was planned for a year. Here's my point. I'm not saying that's the reason they attacked. I'm saying they included that. Here's their is, concern. Isn't a reason. They're worried about a temple. Yes. On the temple. That's my point. Okay. And we know prophetically there will be a temple on the Temple Mount. So that's my point here. So it's interesting here to see that they're they're focused on the Temple Mount because they know it's coming. And it's going to happen. There's going to be a third temple that's going to be built. Again, it talks here about their, the Palestinians in fear because of Israeli airstrikes. Um, it says in the Gaza Strip, they're living in fear as, they, as the retaliatory actions for military uh, terrorist groups. Uh, there are no bomb shelters for Palestinians to hide in. I don't know about how accurate that is or disaccurate. But again, this is the hard part about war is that a lot of people that are innocent get affected by it. And our heart grieves for those. Look, we need as Christians... We, we, we do stand with the nation of Israel, but we need to be praying for the innocents in Gaza. There are some that we need to be praying again for God to draw them to himself, to open their eyes, that they would come to know the Lord. Nobody wants to see innocent people uh, die. And, 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 and Jesus wants to see everyone in heaven. The problem is there are some that get so evil and so wicked like Hamas that there is no hope. And, and all they're going to do is destroy mankind. It's it, so they have to be taken their care heart, of. Their hearts have been hardened. They have like to Pharaoh. be, yeah. They have to be removed because yeah. all they're doing is murdering and killing yeah. wives, babies, raping. There's no to, negotiating. No, with these that. these people are non. You can't negotiate with them. You got to just remove them. But our heart needs to be not just for Israel, but for also those there in the Gaza Strip that are innocent. And don't forget to be praying for them because they are going to be a casualty of this war, which is a heartbreaking thing as well. Yeah. All right. Did you want to? No, that's good. I actually okay. read from all four okay. of those articles, Fantastic. and so now we'll go one by one through these. Well, <laughs> as we, I know I went quick through those. No, that's I? okay. That's okay. Good job. All right. Uh, let's get into some growing anti-Semitism, otherwise known as Jew hate. Uh, this is from Fox News. Israel ambassador warns the useless. Un- er, I mean, United Nations. 
contaminated. They that warns that the UN is contaminated by anti-Semitism. Yeah. And also says that peace with Saudis can transform the region. It can. Well, and again, you know, we've known for a long time that the UN is contaminated with anti-Semitism because you have a, a lot of the nations there that are involved in the UN, Greg. They hate Israel and they hate the Jews. Yeah. Again, this is a spiritual battle. It is. It goes back to Abraham and Isaac and Ishmael and all that, and it's carried on. It's a spiritual thing. Um, but again, the Israel ambassador to the United Nations, Gilad Erdan, uh, had pointed remarks for the world body after being detained by security personnel, telling Fox News Digital that anti-Semitism is very prevalent within the halls of the U.N. I, absolutely, I agree with that. The U.N. is a building, and it's fair to say that it, in this building, uh, anti-Semitism sadly is very prevalent, Erdogan t- said during an interview with Fox News. There are many anti-Semitic countries like Iran who want to annihilate the one and only Jewish state, and we don't hear any condemnation against Iran for saying it. Erdogan's comments come after the U.N. Secretary of Personnel detained the Israeli ambassador after he left the General Assembly Hall to protest a speech by the Iranian president, Ebrahim Raisi. So, you know, again, I, I you know, they, they, you look at the history of how the U.N. has voted, Greg, and they have condemned Israel over and over and over. And, and, and I want to say this. Let me just I want to make sure that nobody misunderstands me, especially from our intro of the show. I'm not saying that Israel has never done anything wrong. Look, Israel right now, I love them, and I'm going to stand with them because God tells me to, and their future brothers and sisters, because the Bible says so, many of them, but right now they're in rebellion to God. They have rejected their Messiah. They are not a righteous nation. They are not a godly nation, but I don't support them and love them because they're righteous and godly and do everything right. If they do something wrong, I'll be the first to say that was wrong. They shouldn't have done that. The, so, so we as believers are not to stand with anything that's done wrong, but we're to stand with them as a nation out of obedience to God, because God said we're to stand with them regardless. Now, God doesn't approve of whatever they do that's wrong, and God doesn't stand with what's wrong, but God knows the future, and he knows what he's going to do in the nation of Israel. So he tells us as believers, stand with them and support them, and that's why we do it. A lot of people are confused today, and they're saying, well, how can you stand with Israel when they're doing these wrong things or whatever? And I don't know what wrong things they're talking about, but they'll point out wrong things or whatever they're doing. It doesn't matter. And I'm saying you're missing the point. We do not agree with anything wrong they do. We, I would stand against anything wrong they do. But, but as far as standing with them as a nation, it's, think of it like a family. If somebody in your family does something wrong, you're not going to stand with what they did wrong. You're not going to say, honey, that was a good thing that you punched your neighbor, you know, or your friend at school or, or that you, you know, whatever, flattened a tire, got mad, whatever. We're not going to stand with you, but we're family and I'm going to stand with you in this because we're going to get through this together. But what you did was wrong. That's how we're to be as Christians with Israel. We don't stand with them on things they do wrong, but we stand with them out of obedience to God. I actually heard someone who claims to be a Christian. I'm not doubting they are. They might be, but a very, a very fairly, fairly well-known podcaster. And they said, a Christian, they say, and they said, I know God says we're to stand with Israel in the last days, but after, you know, what's going on, I say we shouldn't. <laughs> I'm like, um, and that's not a direct quote, but that's basically what they were saying. And I'm like, you're not understanding. It's not about, look, if Israel does something wrong in this battle against Hamas, then I, would, I wouldn't stand with that. I would say that was wrong. That shouldn't have been done, right? But as far as standing with the nation as a whole, God says he's going to restore them in the last days. He's going to pour out his spirit on them. He's going to keep his promises to Abraham through them. And because of that, we stand with God in obedience to God by supporting Israel, um, not because of what what they're doing necessarily. um, And we stand against what's wrong, as I said, but we stand with them as a nation because God told us to and the promises God made to them and out of our obedience to God. 
And so it is a spiritual battle. And so when you see the UN voting against Israel and all these things, it is a spiritual battle. It's the spirit of Satan fighting against God and God's promises to the nation of Israel. So understand our stand here is not to say that everything they do is right, but that's not the point. The point is we stand with Israel because that is obedience to God and God said to do it. Breitbart.com, Democratic Socialists of America are cheering Hamas terrorist attack on Israel. Yeah, again, I just, you know, you know, we talked, Greg, a minute ago about being exposed. Where you stand right now in these atrocities will show you where you would have stood in World War II. And that shows you where the Democratic Socialists are standing as they cheer these Hamas terrorists. It's just, it's just atrocious. The Democratic Socialists of America, DSA, will host an all-out for Palestine rally in New York Times Square on Sunday, gathering in the wake of the Hamas terrorist attack on Israel that has claimed more than 500 lives on the several thousand more injured. And I quote, never mind hundreds of Israeli uh, civilians and children who have been murdered, wounded, abducted, and terrorized. Their lives mean nothing to the DSA. Nothing, Representative Richie Torres wrote in a response Saturday. Now, let me comment on this as well. Look, God loves the Palestinian people. Let me make a blanket statement. He loves them. Jesus died for the Palestinian people. This is not about not supporting or loving or helping the Palestinian people. It, 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 we do. We, I pray for those in, in, in the Palestinian people just as much as I pray for Israel. I've been in the same way. I pray for both, I would say. Um, you know, I, pro- I probably pray for Israel more because they're more on my mind. And that's where God's command is. But I pray for the Palestinian people and, and I lift them up to God and we need to be doing that. This isn't about. Uh, when I say that, you know, where you would stand, you know, in these kind of things in World War II or whatever, my point is not that anybody that supports a Palestinian is evil. I'm not saying that. No, I think we need to support those people. We need to try to reach them for Christ and help them in every area of life they need help. I'm talking about those that stand in support of Hamas. If you're standing in support of Hamas, then that lets you know where you would have stood in World War II. If you stand in support of the Palestinian people, then good for you. That's a good thing. I stand in support of them, too, as far as the people that God loves. But again, uh, two different subjects there, and I want to make sure that I'm not misunderstood on that uh, as we go through these articles, because, again, I know this can be a very heated subject. Well, uh, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Yes. And uh, I don't see any peacemakers here. And I will say, furthermore, regarding this group of people that call them the Democratic Socialists of America— Cheering, supporting this. Yeah, yeah. And when, when they support it, understand, whether they understand this or not, they're supporting the beheading of babies, the yeah, raping, that's the mur- right. all, all that's of the right. atrocities that's that right. you mentioned earlier. That's right. So I want to say this to everyone. If you think that this group of people, if they had the ability to be weaponized, would not themselves do the same in this country? Yeah. You are deceiving yeah, yourself. Yeah, they're revealing their hearts, Greg. They're You're revealing exactly their right. hearts. And and what we need to do is is a nation is wake up out of this woke, politically correct stupor yeah. that we're in. Yeah. And understand Jesus himself did not make uh, anything politically correct. He didn't mince words. He says, if you are not for me. You are against me. That's right. There, it doesn't get any more black and there's white no than that. There's no neutral ground. There is no neutral ground, and there's no neutral ground with this. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. And again, this whole thing, too, about Palestine. Sunday, you know, I encourage you to listen to our teaching on Sunday. I'm going to be talking to the body about the history of Israel, God's promises, and where Palestine, the name, came from, what the land is about. There's a great misunderstanding, Greg, about this whole thing. They say yeah. free Palestine. 
God owns the entire earth. It's his. You talking about the next article? Yes, but I'm also talking about okay. I'm also talking about people right now that are standing with Palestine. Yes, yes. So I am, but I'm also linking okay. back to what we just talked about. Yeah. I'm, I'm not getting ahead of us. Don't worry. No, okay. I kind of am, but that just happens That's to fine. be there. But you, no, we're just talking about those that are having these rallies yeah. and supporting and supporting. Yeah. Okay. Um, and because we just mentioned all the rallies that will be happening for Palestine across the nation. The bottom line is this. God owns all land. He can give it to whoever he wants. And God says in his word, I've given that land right there to the Jewish people. So if you want to truly know what you're supposed to be freeing, it would be free Israel for the Jewish people. But now let's jump into the next article. Yeah, the next article is from Breitbart.com as well, Free Palestine Rally in Dearborn, Michigan, and of course, cheering Hamas. So that's where you're trying to make the de- line of delineation here yeah. is that like it, you don't support terror, but that's you right. can support a people group yes. for whatever you think that is right or wrong in that yes. situation, but do it peacefully. Yeah, should the people who are there that are non-Jews be supported and loved and helped? Absolutely. That's a fact. And and that's the ones they're calling the Palestinians. Right. My point simply is, is that if you're supporting Hamas, that's that's World War Two stuff right there. That's that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. That's swastika. Yep. And that's that's it's, it's the same spirit. But now here, Greg, again, one of the largest Muslim populations in America is up in Dearborn, Michigan. It's in Michigan mm-hmm. now. And so this doesn't surprise me, but notice this, a free Palestine rally held in Dearborn, Michigan on Tuesday with elected officials and community organizations from across the Detroit area featured cheers for the Hamas terrorist organizations and chants for the destruction of the state of Israel. The rally held at the Ford Community and Performing Arts Center was ostensibly a show of solidarity for Palestinians, but said nothing about the 1,200 Israelis murdered, 3,000 wounded, and over 100 abducted as hostages by Hamas terrorists. Now, here's the thing. Look. If you want to have a rally and say we support all the people of Israel and, and the Palestinians, that are there, I say, great, support them. That's fine. Love them. Uh, hopefully some of you know the Lord. You share Christ with them. They'd come to, to know Jesus Christ. But when you're simply doing it right now, after Hamas has come in and wiped out and done these things to the Jews, it's the same as saying go Hamas. I mean, it's the same thing. That's mm-hmm. how this, that's yep. what you're doing. Instead, there were chants from the river to the sea. Look what they're saying, Greg. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. They're saying, destroy all the Jews. Exactly. This, what this, this rally is, is kill all the Jews, destroy them, or kick them out of the land of Israel. That's exactly what it is. The same spirit, by the way, Pastor Mark. I believe that it's involved in all of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it goes on to say, look, the meaning of the, when they say from the river of the sea, the article says from the Jordan River, the Mediterranean is what they're talking about. Yeah. And I quote this. They said, with our souls and our blood, we'll defend you, O Aqsa. Talking about the Al-Aqsa Mosque there, yes. uh, the Temple Mount. A radical Islamic chant that calls for violence and echoes a false claim that Israel is threatening the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem. So, again, um, understand this rally, this free Palestine. No, this is pro-Hamas, uh, pro-murder, rape of women, babies. Um, this is kill all the Jews, wipe them out of the land. This is evil. This is demonic. It's a direct affront to God, and it needs to be said plainly for what it is. That's that. Look, we're, we have free speech in America. I don't want that to go, but we need to recognize who are our friends and who are our enemies. And those at that rally, they were our enemies. All right. Uh, turn, turn we must to pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption, because if you thought that was bad, just... Buckle your seatbelts for this. 
Um, this is from ABC News. The death toll rises to more than 2,000. This is this is October 8th, and uh, this article yeah. uh, passed to Mark. This is probably worse now. Uh, death toll rises to more than 2,000 after powerful earthquakes strike western Afghanistan. Yeah, let me just say, earthquakes are going off the Richter scale, no pun intended. Yeah. In two ways, they're larger, and Greg, there's so many more in America. I was just reading today. We've had we've had this huge just escalation in earthquakes, and everybody's trying to figure out what's happening. Well, I don't know the the physiological or scientific cause, but I know Matthew 24 said you're going to see an increase in earthquakes in the last days before the Lord comes back. This is prophecy being fulfilled. Anything that can be shaken will be shaken. That's right. So you better hold on to Jesus. Because everything else is going to be shaken. The death toll from the strong earthquakes, it said, shook western Afghanistan has risen to over 2,000. A Taliban government spokesman said Sunday it's one of the deadliest earthquakes to strike the country in two decades. It was a powerful 6.3, followed by strong aftershocks, killed dozens of people in western Afghanistan on Saturday, the country's National Disaster Authority said. This, guys, I believe is right in line with Matthew 24, where the Lord said in the last days you'll see an increase in earthquakes like a woman in birth pangs. And so now what you're seeing is the increase in earthquakes, like a woman in birth pains, that means they happen more frequently. They're going to be larger, and you're going to see them coming in clusters. And so I think this is just a fulfillment, further fulfillment. Again, if we were to, to really dig into the numbers, you would see a lot of, well, there's always been earthquakes, and we just have better technology. No, that's not right. We do have better technology, and there have always been earthquakes. But we even know uh, but what we're seeing is not just better technology. We're seeing larger numbers of giant earthquakes that everybody knew without technology are going off the Richter scale. So it is happening as the Lord said it would, and we're watching it take place. These are the last days of, of uh, you know earthquakes that God warned us about. Yeah. All right, Fox News is letting us know that uh, when we go against the design of God, we get articles like this. Yeah, nearly naked prostitutes prowl streets in broad daylight. But a California law ties the hands of the police. Yeah, this is really, um, you know, Greg, the open debauchery um, of where our nation is. Now, did you, did, did you read the article, what, what originally started this bill, the, the purpose and the intent behind it? I mean, these are the ramifications of it, but that's, this was what not was the, the intent. What was the original intent? The original, original intent by uh, Weiner who was the Democratic lawmaker there in California that sponsored the bill, was to protect transgendered women from being targeted by police. And so that's where all of this started. Well, again, National City Mayor Ron Morrison says controversial new California law calls the brazen prostitution to spiral. Women wearing only G-strings while bending over in front of the traffic has become an increasing common sight in California as prostitution in National City, California. That's near San Diego. As prostitution issues spiral after the implementation of a controversial state law, the city's mayor told Fox News, and I quote, they're waving to the people on the freeway, and just to be honest, they're they're you know basically exposing themselves. Sure, they are. I don't know how else to put it. They're showing their you know their wares. National City Mayor Ron Morrison said uh, in this interview, and again, I, I just think about Greg in the last days. We think about Jesus said it would be like the days of 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 Noah. Right. Immorality. There was violence, yeah. uh, just corrupt violence everywhere, and immorality everywhere. That's exactly what we're seeing. Yeah. What what makes this even worse, Pastor Mark, in this article also uh, opens the eyes of people to see. That not only is this forcing the hands of the police where they cannot engage yeah. with these people, this is now giving way to more uh, brazen uh, acts of prostitution and encouraging sex trafficking and child sex trading. Yeah, absolutely. As a result absolutely. of it, as, as a result of it, because this law has literally tied the hands of the police. Yeah. 
this, I, this is a travesty. I, you know, I wonder how long. I wonder how long. Again, only I say only in California. I, I mean, whatever starts there, it, it can happen anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder how long though before somebody does something. You wonder, are they going to take action? Are they going to you know do something to stop this from happening? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, horrible. Uh, it is horrible. All right. Well, we've got some good news. We need good news. <laughs> we need a lot more than this one article. Yes. I can tell you that. Uh, this is from ChristianHeadlines.com. I actually know this person from uh, just TV. Yeah, really. okay. I don't know. I don't know her, but right. I know of her from TV. Newly baptized tattoo artist Kat Von D leaves witchcraft for Christianity. I think I've seen her before as well. I don't know what show it was. Yeah, or flipping I've around only or seen it in the promos for for TV shows, and it was for a tattoo show. Yeah, that's the only no, time I'm, I'm joking. No, I'm just. <laughs> You're sitting there watching tattoo shows, Greg. We know it. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Yes. I know it's the same when you flip around. You I see know these you things. Just flip around. You can't. You see enough. But what? How neat to see again. Just, yes. Again, especially with her. I, you know, I, I didn't know who she was really, but I think I did recognize her when I saw her picture, and probably the same way you had seen her. But I didn't know she was involved in witchcraft. But what a great look! How God goes after the lost. And by the way, there's nobody that's out of the reach of the Lord. Matter of fact, if the Hamas leaders, if the Hamas people repented today, even after what they just did in Israel. Here's the amazing thing, Greg, that may shock some people. The Lord would forgive them. He would forgive them. He would accept them into the kingdom. Well, look at this. In a released video by Von D., a minister baptizes her with friends and family gathered to watch. And I quote the pastor. He said, Catherine Von Druckenberg, upon your profession of the Lord Jesus Christ and in obedience to his divine command, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the minister says in the video. Von D's husband, whom she married in 2018, commented on the post, writing, I love you so much, my beautiful wife. You continue to inspire me every day. I want to marry you all over again. That's sweet. Von D's baptism comes just over a year after she announced to fans that she was throwing out her collection of books about witchcraft, the occult, and tarot cards, or tarot. Even though it's going to be 12 years in July that I celebrate being clean from drinking even and uh, drinking and drugs, I still clearly remember the physical pain from withdrawals, the profound desire to die, and the overwhelming sense of loneliness I felt that day I decided to quit. And so she previously shared this in a 2019 post, and again, now to see her give her life to the Lord. And to turn, yeah. and yet again, what a, what a testimony. I, I really like what she said here, Pastor Mark, and I want to share yes, this. Yes, do. She said, I've always found beauty in the macabre, but at this point, I just had to ask myself, what is my relationship with this content? Well, I'll tell you what, that's a good question for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I think, you know, you don't realize how dark things are, Greg, until you come to the light. Yeah. I, I She um, said she saw beauty in it. Yeah, again, and this is what it brings up a good point. The Satan was a beautiful he was probably the most beautiful angel that God created. Yeah. Um, and the Bible says he appears as an angel of light. So to see it be beautiful and it to be evil, don't be deceived by that. That's how many, many people get pulled into sinful lifestyles. They see things that look beautiful. You know, it's, it's the, oh, look, she's beautiful and my wife doesn't love me anymore or he's handsome and he, you know, my husband doesn't care for me. And it seems like a beautiful thing. We love each other. We're going to break off our marriage and go with this other person. And then it turns into disaster and darkness. Um, we're drawn in by these things, these these sparkly things of the world, and they lead to death. And Satan knows that. And so, again, that's exactly what she's talking about there. But it's so wonderful to see the light come on and the joy and the, the yeah. forgiveness. And, I, you know, again, we, we all have our testimonies about what we believe, you know, uh, with that happened in our life and how it took place. And, you know, it really brings up, uh, we, we talk about signs of the times, guys, and we talk about these things. You know, these are some hard things we talked about today. Very hard. I mean, this 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 world is getting darker and darker and uglier. Look, you think you see the Hamas thing? Oh, it could never happen again. 
oh yeah, <laughs> it's going to happen again. And yeah. look, I, I fear for our nation, as we've had these open borders over the last couple of years, I mean, there's been some 9 million that we know have come across that are documented in the last two to three years. Um, how many are not, how many have not, did, did we not catch? Uh, just again, the news reporting two people from Lebanon that were trying to come in today. Why right now are two people from You're Lebanon? About Israel's border here, here America's okay. border. Two people from Lebanon coming in today. They caught them. How many others have come in? We've they, they said that from Middle Eastern country. Look, here's the bottom line. I'm not trying to make it afraid. I'm trying to say, look, be on your toes. We have allowed the enemy to freely be able to come through our southern border. They're all over the nation, and whenever they decide to move, they can move. And what part of all of that, Pastor Mark, do you think this, and, and, and you can really, you can go back as far as 9-11 if you want with this thought process. Yeah. Uh, how much of this do you think that this is God lifting his hand of protection uh, to bring judgment because of our rejection of him yeah. and our own sins? Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Great. God says, if you honor me, I'll protect you. I'll protect you and I'll bless you. He says, if you dishonor me, I'm going to back away. You know, the people often ask, do you think God's judging America? I don't think really that's the question as much as this. God doesn't have to judge America. All God has to do is stop protecting us. Mm. If God stops protecting us, then, then you find out what's already within. We find out how much he's been protecting us. Yeah. And you realize yeah. what Satan has not been able to do, but now is able to do. All I'm saying is. These are times more than ever you need to be wise. You need to be thinking about how to protect your family. You need to be thinking about how to provide for your family. I'm not talking about bunkers and, and, and prepping. I'm talking about just wisdom. Use wisdom. God will give you wisdom. But we, these, these days are dark days. And, um, you know, we're used to, in America, being safe. We're used to living in towns where there were no dangers. We don't know who's here. We don't know. We just don't. And so we need to be on our toes and be ready. And again, you got this day of rage that Hamas called for today. There have already been attacks in different parts of the world. Uh, there was a, a, a police officer killed in an airport today. There was somebody that they hadn't said why. We'll find out. There was somebody in France that a guy was yelling, Ali Akbar, and stabbed a teacher to death in France today. Right now, there, there are protests all over the Middle East here in the West Bank. I'm watching on Fox News. So there are people doing things already. It hadn't turned into some giant like terrorist attack worldwide. But at the same time, Greg, all it takes is the right circumstance, the right radical, and then you've got a problem. And, you know, people say, well, yeah, there's not that many. It only takes, what, how many were there, 19? They brought down three buildings there in New York City. Um, you only need a few out of, out of millions, out of thousands. You only need a few that decide they're going to do something uh, against a nation they hate or a people they hate, and you've got a situation. Again, not to bring fear. Here, let me say this. Let me finish with this before we run out of time. Second Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind. All I'm saying is, be wise. We live in the days of Nehemiah. Sword in one hand, a trowel in the other. Doing the work of God, but also being very wise about the world around us. And so God will be our protector. God's our provider. We know that. But we also, he didn't expect us just to be blind and foolish. So we need to be wise. And if you don't know the Lord, you need to come to Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you see the world falling apart. You see prophecy taking place. You need to go to him and confess your sin, tell him you believe he died for you on the cross, turn from your sin, and, and be welcomed into the kingdom. And I would say, if, if by chance anybody from Hamas is hearing this, Jesus will forgive you. Man won't. Jesus Christ would forgive even what you've done if you would simply repent and turn to him by his sacrifice on the cross. He will receive all into the kingdom of God who will simply come. That is the love of the one that we serve, of our God, Jesus Christ. And so I, I encourage you to make that move today. You know, and it's also worth mentioning, Pastor Mark, for those that might be hearing this and hearing what you're saying, uh, might be struggling 
with that. All we have to remember is that we too are forgiven. And in God's economy, sin is sin. That's right. And sin requires judgment. It requires payment. That's right. And if you don't accept the payment of Jesus for your sin, then you're going to pay for it. And there really is no paying for it. I mean, you don't come out of that. Yeah. So we have to remember what we've been forgiven for first and foremost, so we can be looking at the situation the right way spiritually why God wants to forgive them too, yes. because he desires that all men come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's right. And by the way, real quick, there's a yes. pro-Israel uh, rally coming up here. Uh, some of the Jews are putting it on, the synagogues. Check your newspaper. Check. I, don't, where, I wish I knew where it was. I can tell you right now, mm. I don't. It's coming up soon. Uh, if you want to support Israel, that'd be a great time to gather and to say, hey, we stand with the nation of Israel. Amen. Pastor Mark, thank you, folks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget our website, uh, Signs of the Times. Um, you can go to actually to the signs.org. That will take you right there. Or you can go by way of the waymedia.net. And when you get to the episode, in this episode, you can read all the articles that we discuss as well. So we encourage you to do that. And we also list the scripture verses that are referenced to the articles. And we hope to see you next Friday at 1.30 as we discuss more Signs of the Times right here on WIAM. Follow the signs.